0: Podcasting from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas strip, it's Awkward Silence 2.1. And now our favorite host in this particular time spot it's Brandon Gooch on.
1: Back again. Back again. <laughs> Thank you! Thank you, special guest! I
2: love you Gary. I love you, kids. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Woo. Welcome to Awkward Silence 2.1. My name is Brandon Guchan, and we're back after a two-week vacation. What a momentous vacation I had, by the way. Hey, you need to email us? Don't worry. We got you taken care of. Awkward at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Awkward at VegasVideoNetwork.com. And we even have a phone number, 866-966-4599, 866-966-4599. And let's just say you didn't catch the whole show. Don't worry about an angel. Don't worry about it. We also have replays that you can see on iTunes, and YouTube, and Roku, and VegasVideoNetwork.com. And let's just say you want to be a part of the show, we're asking you to be. You want to be a member? Hit us up on the live chat. VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live, and you can be right here in the one-person studio audience, not <laughs> counting the guests. So without any further ado, it's time for the seamless segue to camera number two. Ooh, damn. Look at that bone structure. Thanks, Mom and Dad. (laughs) All right, so in the news. A Detroit woman is trying to sue a movie distributor because she went and saw the movie Drive and left angry because the movie trailer wasn't anything like the movie The Fast and the Furious. Now, I got to tell you, I don't know why she would be so upset because the movie is not like The Fast and the Furious because that means it's a good movie. You got your money's worth. To be totally honest with you, any movie that's not like The Fast and the Furious is Oscar worthy. I want to give the people that made Smurfs 3D an Oscar for not putting Vin Diesel in the cast. And, according to a brand new study, birth control pills can now change the attraction levels of a woman that she feels towards a man. And it's funny because uh, in other news, apparently birth control pills is a new slang for money. Hey, we're a little late, but all right. <laughs> so a Chicago teenager is being accused of killing his parents, you know, along with conspiring with his friends for a few months, before they finally went into the couple's bedroom and beat them with baseball bats and then stole their money. Or in other words, stole their birth control pills. <laughs> Tried to stay young and hip. Now, to be totally honest with you, I read a story like this and it makes me hate my friends because I can't even get my friends to help me move. This kid somehow managed to trick his friends into helping him kill his parents. And how do you even get a group of young people to want to do something that vicious and malicious? What happened? Are they just walk into the kitchen after playing basketball? Hey, you guys thirsty? Let's go to the fridge. <gasps> well, let's see here. We have some soda. We have some purple stuff and no sunny delight. Your mom didn't have any Sunday D? No, we got to kill that bitch. Absolutely, let's get the bats. a little dark. And in the country of Nigeria, mutilated bodies of children are being found along the country's roadside. And guess who we blame? Witch doctors. Oo-ee. Oo-ah-ah. Ting-tang, woggle-woggle, bing-bang. I went there. Yeah, uh, apparently, according to most of the villagers, they say it's because the country's elite are actually paying these witch doctors to perform these child sacrifices because they think it's going to make them rich, which is very sad because to be totally honest with you, that just goes to show you how far behind the times the country of Nigeria really is. Let's get with it because over here in America, we kill our very own children and then we let Hollywood pay us for the story. (sighs) When will they learn? When will they learn? So in Las Vegas news, we got our very own Courtney Leone out front of the Tropicana Hotel and Casino with some unbelievable news. Hey, Court.
3: Hey, Peggy. Gooch, how's you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
3: I'm a little, you know, it's like a, forget about it.
1: No, we, we, we really can't. This is it's live TV and people watching and... We gotta do this. Hey, hey, hey,
3: hey, look, look, look. Don't disrespect me, okay? Do you know who you're talking to? I'm in the Leone family.
1: Yeah, I know. Your, your last name's Leone. What's with the accent?
3: Gooch, I'm Italian, it's what I do. Look, I'm a businesswoman, all right? Don't disrespect me. Capish, capiche.
1: We really gotta do this bit. Uh Can we get started on this piece?
3: Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I'm just busting your balls here. Don't get your panties all up in a bunch. All right. Okay, look. I'm here outside the Tropicana because they're changing the mob museum. It used to be the mob experience. Now it's going to be the National Museum of Organized Crime and Law Enforcement. Law enforcement, too. Can you believe it?
1: I guess. uh, When's this change going to take place?
3: February 14th, 2012. In honor of the St. Valentine's Day massacre. Rest in peace, Al Capone.
1: So let me get this straight here. A bunch of Mafia members murdered seven people, and now we're going to celebrate this occasion by opening a museum dedicated to murderers and thieves? You know, that'd be like me opening up a sports memorabilia store on June 12th.
3: (laughs) What's that for? (laughs)
1: That was the day Nicole Brown Simpson was murdered. Uh,
3: I'm sorry, but (laughs) that's not really relevant with the time consistency here. You couldn't find a more topical joke to do?
1: Um, I I did that Casey Anthony joke before, and I just thought, if we did it twice,
3: whatever. Mm. Anyway, back to character. $42 million went into this project. Can you believe it? That kind of money? (laughs) I could never.
1: Well, where did the money come from?
3: Mayor Oscar Goodman backed it. All you need to know, okay? Didn't he represent the mafia back in the day? What are you implying?
1: I'm, I'm not implying anything.
3: Well, what are you saying?
1: Just, just, that's a lot of money.
3: Hey, hey, don't worry about the money, all right? It's a gift, you bukak. What's a bukak? I don't know. I heard Polly Walnut say it once in The Sopranos.
1: Courtney Leone, everyone.
3: Tell your mother, say hello.
1: All right, let's pass the mic. Pass the mic. This is the portion of the show where you, the viewer, get to ask me, the host, a question through email, awkward at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's awkward at vegasvideonetwork.com. Scott, what's up?
0: Two questions, first from Carl. Carl wants to know, hey, all of a sudden I appeared. (laughs) Soon there'll be a very famous person in that seat. Uh, Carl wants to know, have you ever lost your place while on stage, and if so, how do you fix that?
1: (laughs) Oh, <laughs> so I lost my place. Uh, basically, if you ask any comic, you've got to just try and pretend like nothing even happened, even though the whole audience knows exactly what happened. I tend to like to make a joke out of the whole situation. But that's just me, though. Mark Curry, our guest, might do something different. Wink.
0: <laughs> uh, last question from Tracy. Uh, is being a comic hard on relationships?
1: Absolutely. Especially if you like to talk about your life and your, and your comedy act. Women don't like to hear jokes about their vagina for some reason. It's just crazy. (laughs) Crazy bitches. Okay. Now that's it for Pass the Mic. We'll be back with our headliner in just a little bit. Now let's take a station ID. (laughs) Hi, I'm Chris Phillips from Talk Tales, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. And if you stop by the studio, our producer Scott's going to buy everybody a drink. wish it would be to be Chris Phillips for just a day. Zoe Bowie. Check him out. And now it's time for our headliner. Our headliner has been seen on every single comedy network that you could think of. Comedy Central, Showtime, HBO. He had his very own television show called Hanging with Mr. Cooper and he'll be headlining down at the Las Vegas Hilton this week, Friday and Saturday at 10 o'clock for the Icons of Comedy Series. Let's make some noise for the very funny Mark Curry. Hey!
2: I can't say it, I can't I think he said hello. Yeah, I did. Mark Curry, what's say, going huge, on? I love your porno movies. I saw you when you were younger, in that porno movie you did. Mm-hmm. It was incredible.
1: Well, thanks. You know, I, awesome. I didn't really get a My mom didn't like it for some reason. Yeah, I saw her
2: walk by in the back. It was low budget, but it was good. <laughs> it was different. She got I tired
1: of holding the boom mic. I yeah, understand. It
2: was good. Family. Keep it family, baby. Keep it family. That's what I like a studio when I come on and it's real. This is a real studio. Look at this. They just keep this here. You never know what for, but I feel real. I know, right? Thank you. This is real. Just in realism. case we needed to plug something in. Just in case. This is realism. Real this tape. Is a, this is the internet. This is realism. Realness. <laughs> it's not like the other studios where they clean it up. They keep things here, props.
1: Yeah. Real stu- other studios don't have real tape. They yeah. just have things that yeah. look like tape. It doesn't even stick. This is real. We put a lot of money into this. It's a lot of budget. We have a huge uh, no, budget I'm, I'm down checking here. it, it out. Silas it's such Super
2: a beautiful point. thing. The flat screen TVs, when I walked in, the mm-hmm. valet gave me a latte and kissed me on my <laughs> neck. I, that was different. We know? like to make this guest feel yeah, like that somebody. Yeah, that was really you know? nice. You know? Little <laughs> chick wanted to take me in the back. I said, after interview time, interview? I said, later on. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Later on, after interview, I hook you out. That's what we do here. So uh, the last
1: time I saw you, you were actually trying to work on a uh, reality TV show. you're going to uh, yeah. you were gonna put it on your website. It was a website. sexually
2: based show mm. with everyone. I we remember. Everybody I still feel into dirty. the house. Yeah, we would take prisoners who had just released out of uh, more than 15 or 20 years, and we would lock them in with collegiate students, female mm. collegiate students, and just get a real learning experience out of life. And we'll lock them in at the house. And we'll put cameras up, much like we have here, mm-hmm. and just go with it. And that—that's reality TV. Reality TV can't be scripted. No, not at all. Reality TV is taking some prisoners and locking them in a house and. You know, with weapons, and well, that's reality. <laughs> See, and that's What's reality TV. Happen.
1: First off, let's stop this conversation right now because yes. I think you just came I like up how with you the next, like
2: the next big television show.
1: If we, actually, if we take the Big Brother show,
2: the Big Brother show, put some weapons in with put it, put some weapons. Mm, I like Mark that. Mark Curry host. Oh, uh, are we take I'm Fear thinking. Factor in Iraq? All we want you to do is run across the street. That's all we want you to do. One million dollars. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be incredible? I love it. You know, I love it. That would be God. You know. you know, when is Mark Curry gonna make the jump to producer? Is what I want well, to do. Well these 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 things that we have submitted to the networks, but too much agreeing, they just get kind of scared mm-hmm. when you talk about weapons and guns and things like that. But they let shows like, you know, the corner and, and HBO has every black show on, it's about the corner, dope, you know, they let these shows on, but they won't let me have, take some gangbangers in, two different sets of gangbangers, put them in a house and hide weapons, and put reality oh. TV up. That, to me, is something I would pay to watch. He found the butcher knife, uh-oh. You know, uh-oh, he found the ammunition. When he find the Uzi, it's gonna be in his close quarters. da Imagine that, you know. I'm getting, you feeling it? Oh, I, I know, honestly, the... honestly. I'm so
1: yeah. excited what, for the new horizon of television. What, Let Mark Curry, NBC, you're a bunch of assholes. Yeah, yeah, Let's get Mark Curry yeah. back in there
2: and make this happen. That's what I'm saying. That's what Please. I'm saying. Oh. The Hooker family. I'm trying to get a sitcom where... I marry a hooker, mm-hmm. and you know, and I bring her in with my family, and we try to integrate. You know, it's mm. different. You know. Now,
1: how far are we willing to go for this? Is the hooker still addicted to meth or crack, or is right. she just trying to clean up her life well, and let Mark Curry come to the rescue? Not only do you I, I've look never added
2: that piece, like, the, I like uh, the, the
1: loving husband, but like you also it. come in I as like a father it. figure I, as well.
2: I like. I'm the father figure to her also because mm-hmm. she's younger. Right. So she's the same age as my daughter. And so she's my wife. went so the high school, with her. Yeah, yes, yeah, I do you know. They never hung out. Yeah, no, that was, she was actually a year older than my daughter, so that's the That's the dynamic right there. The networks wants to know what's the big thing that's gonna draw you in. This hoe was what, was in the same class as my daughter, but flunked out. Right, and so it's just a, they know each other. So mm-hmm. here I am. I'm also the father mm-hmm. and the husband. Oh, and and she's on meth, like you said, and crack. So I'm trying to help her, but trying to help her with her homework. If we can get a guy, if we can get a guy
1: <laughs> to do like a Popeye or a Bullwinkle impression, like Dave Coulier, well, like we could have a Dave full Dave house, Goulier. just like what Is you he were talking working? about. Can we get <laughs> Dude, Dave, actually? I think that could be the crack Dave, addict. if you're <laughs> out there and you
2: see this, we need you. We need your brilliance. I saw what you did on Full House. It was brilliant. Well, actually, I'm when pretty sure. you walked in and said, "Girls," it was just the way he said it. Well, but what if
1: we had Dave Coulier be the hooker that you were talking about? Ah, Dress him yeah, exactly.
2: Up. Dress him up, put the lipstick all over his face. I like that bosom, hey. buzzy, bosom yes. buddies hooker. Exactly. I like that. Come on. No, are we could. She could be a transvestite. Mm. Tran, uh, maybe a tranny that I didn't know was a tranny, mm-hmm. and I found that out oh, maybe on the seventh episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Whoa! Uh, yeah. You know. But actually, we
1: could build it up. We could build it up with the episodes leading to it. And then we could have like the light piano music playing in the background on a very special.
2: Mr. Cooper, he finds out. Right, (laughs) right. Very special. And how I find out is that I throw her a pass, and she dunks. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> boom. episode. Actually, she's hanging from the rim. nuts from in your face? Yeah, you man, know, man, somebody's I'm... just exactly. <laughs> what? How did this happen? I like that. Oh, didn't see that. I, yeah. I, see th- that I like that. See, that's what creativity is mm-hmm. all about. Getting two people together. You see that, people? We created a sitcom here. Mm-hmm. I like that. You, you know, know, that's what thing. about. Well, well, you wonder. look like Dave Coulier a little I'm bit. I'm trying to be oh, like, a like a Dave Coulier. Young, young Coulier. A young Coulier.
1: Well, I mean, what was that? What was that singer's name that Dave Coulier? of more I could try he hit that? It. Yeah, he did hit that. Oh, yeah. I did too. Exactly. Incredible. Well done. Yeah. Exactly. Jacket Little Copperfield Pill. Sure. David Copperfield. In,
2: in the back door. As soon little. as he made the
1: Statue of Liberty disappear, there's yeah. Mark, yeah. Mark Curry. Oh, sorry was like, about hey, that. weird. Yeah, it was weird.
2: <laughs> I fuck <like>, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Henderson was there too. Right, of I course. have orgies. Well, of course. I have major orgies when I'm in Vegas. Well, you have to throw in a Lawrence it Henderson. Really I just did Liza Minnelli. Mm. These older women just fall asleep in the middle of the orgy. I hate that. Are you, well, are you, are you, are you dead? Are you asleep? <laughs>
1: One thing that I like about your comedy act, though, is you have you have some scripted material, but a lot of it is just like what we were doing, just improv, yes, straight improv. off the cuff. Improv. And it's and every time I've ever seen you do it, you kill. And it, it, what do you think the the secret to good improv? Well, is? the
2: secret to good improv is to know everything. You got to, you know, be, <laughs> You got to know everything. I mean, when so. I say that, you got to read, you have to you can't be biased. Mm-hmm. You have to read the newspaper, I check the internet. I, you know, I know a little bit about everything that's going on, mm-hmm. whether it be topical or not topical. You got to know. Because, excuse me, cuz people are going to ask you, you know. We could but, we, we have an audience here. You guys go ahead and ask some questions, and let's try some improv, right. and, w- and I'll let you know where it came from. Mm-hmm. Was it organic? Was it generic? Was it biodegradable? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are we going green with this Yes, brother. I tried to keep my comedy in green just to you know, save the environment. Matter of fact, as soon as he said that, we have a chat question. Scott, what's up?
0: Yeah, Bill wants to know, how often does Mark add new written material to his act?
2: Well, new written material every day, Ty or can I call you T, or can I call you Odd? Or Bill? Take the T off, I'll, I'll <laughs> or call Bill. you Bill. <laughs> um, uh, every day, every day I write, mm-hmm. every day I write. That sounds like a new rap. Every day I write, every mm-hmm. day I write, every day I come up with new stuff. Yeah, I write every day. Okay, every action. day, because there's something happening every day. Michael Jackson trial, how can you not write on that? Conrad mm-hmm. Murray. Look at Jermaine Jackson. I think he's putting propofol in his hair. (laughs) They found that DNA propofol was in his hair, and they're questioning Jermaine right now. They think he was there. Jermaine had it. They found the key on Jermaine that he would come into the back and give Mike a little propofol and put something in his hair. He had enough propofol in his hair to run an emergency room for, they said, almost a year and a half.
1: (laughs) He just came into the,
2: Yeah. everybody get ready to go to sleep. Exactly. Exactly. So little things like that. Right. I just pick on things, you know? Anything else you want me to talk about? Let's do some ad-libbing live. You've never seen this on the internet before. You've never seen a comedian go live. Water.
1: Who? Bottle of water. Yeah, exactly. Is that what we're
2: going to do? But, but you know Name a place. Paris. Yeah, but you know what? When we enter when we do this, we don't do things like bottle of water. You know, it's an act of, of telling jokes. Mhm. You know, it's not like trying to stump the guy. Bricks. Yeah. <laughs> this will make great show. Umbrellas. Go for it. Yeah. You know. you know, it's things in the news that you know when you're in the context of a comedy show. I say to the people, what do you want to talk about, people? Many times you go to a show and the comedian is like, same old booze. So me, I give the people opportunity to talk about what they want to talk about. But it's but unlike unlike other
1: you know improv like troops for example, it's not like hey, you guys throw out a place. Throw out an object. Throw out a verb. That's you're bullshit. not doing that. but That's You're talking to them. I mean, honestly, the things that you do is you look at somebody and you pick one little thing about them. You might look at yeah. their nails, and then boom. And, and then it's the next it. five, ten minutes. I
2: go with it. I have fun with it like that because everybody's unique. Everybody is different, and everybody you can kind of pick what a person is like. Mm-hmm. I can kind of tell what you're like mm. right now. Let's do it. I can go in your room and and tell you all the things you got. You know, I could I could just look at you and tell. Right. And you go with it. Okay. Let's, I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. <laughs> Trust like, me. It's
1: like uh, you have a uh, dead a body. <laughs> he has a bond,
2: bong made out of something different. He has a story on this bong. I oh, got this okay, one. Okay, move, along move along, See, move, along, move along, move along, move along, move along. move along. I said a thong. <laughs> 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 thong. I didn't say bong. I said a thong. Oh, a thong. Oh, okay. From the, from the porno days. <laughs> my mom might be watching. Yeah, your mom right? watching. my mom already knows about your mom porno like we discussed, Cindy. Cindy, we wanted to say we love you. Cindy, it's all about you. Thank you for making gooch. Gooch. Thank you, mother. It's <laughs> like a public service
1: announcement or something. Hey, we got another chat question. What's going on, Scott?
0: Yeah, Nate wants to know: um, Are you an Apple fan, um, and what did you think of Steve Jobs? Mm. Way to bring down the
2: mood, Nate. Oh, good question, Nate. I am a total, 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 total Apple fan.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't believe in any other computer. When Steve Jobs died, you know, I almost cried. It was it was one of the worst things ever. That and, and and to me and and that has, has happened to me because he changed the game so completely, just in not only computing but in life where you know he taught you how to take things to another mm-hmm. another level. another another level. I'm sorry, <laughs> another level because. Here we were satisfied with what we had. And that's mm-hmm. what we do in American society. We're satisfied. Oh, this is good enough. But he said no. Yeah. No, let's take it to another level. He wanted it thinner. He wanted it thinner. And this is too big. I want, you know, which was incredible. And that's what we need to think in America. We're so cookie cutter and it, you know, everything is a damn same. Look at the American car. Can we get a dashboard that look like a damn foreign car? God damn. <laughs> Can we get something to, you know what I mean? Stop thinking cookie cutter. He changed the way, you know, and that's what I liked about him. Who do you think changed the the game as far as comedy is concerned? Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby. The only two. You know, those are my two. Those are my two. But there's other guys, too. Bill Hicks, who's not here. Sam Kinison, Mm -hmm. who's not here. You know, these are veteran, veteran, veteran guys who were incredible, who changed the game. Mm -hmm. But Richard Pryor, you know. I think he changed the game. Him and Bill Cosby were exactly the same. So Richard had to change because, you know, Bill Cosby, you know, wouldn't didn't cuss, and, and so Rich, I, you know, changed the game by you seeing characters talk. You've never seen that in comedy, but well, the dog talking. Oh hey, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, me eat you. Those little mm-hmm. things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So definitely changed the game. Richard right. Pryor by okay. far. No one else.
1: We got a. You just named like four
2: people, aren't there? Richard Pryor, the other three that I mentioned. I yeah, but Richard's really changed. <laughs>
1: I understand. Uh, we got another chat question. What's going on?
0: Yeah, first of all, Nate wants to say he's sorry. <laughs> what? <Well, laughs> for up. bringing it down. He said, I just tried to play <laughs> No, it.
2: Apple Computer's the best in they the world. Are. I got we one. love you. I love it. I and got you an iPhone. how Apple put Blackberry down two, You know, a couple of days mm-hmm. after Steve Jobs died. That's right. what I'm talking about. Blackberry went black. That is not a accident people <laughs> apple showed their power to you blackberry it shows what you can do motherfuckers watch this ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what i'm talking about uh, yeah, I'm talking uh, first about. of
0: all nbc's on the air or on the uh, live chat they want to talk about the prostitute show
2: oh man
0: um, okay, are me. you seeing any new comedians that you like and also clown boy wants to know what do you think of lenny bruce
2: lenny bruce was was you know he was groundbreaking mm-hmm. He was groundbreaking, definitely groundbreaking. Lenny Bruce was definitely groundbreaking with the cursing. First man to put that out there. Um, he was incredible. He, he was incredible. He went to jail for doing comedy. Mm. So he is our Rosa Parks. we like to thank you, thank you, Rosa Parks. I mean, thank you, Lenny Bruce, <laughs> for going to jail so we can say, motherfucking bitch. <laughs> He's a trendsetter. He's a trendsetter. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. about new comedians? New comedians, eh? Yeah,
1: you don't really see any, because you know what, that was one thing I wanted to bring up is because, like you brought up, we'll never get to see, we'll never see another Richard Pryor or another George Carlin or another Bill Cosby in our day. No. You know, it's just... Carlin, it just seems
2: George Carlin, too. I George believe.
1: Carlin, yeah, and, and it's it, because those guys, like you said, I mean, it's like Pryor, Carlin, and Lane Bruce, yeah. they all went to jail for their craft. Yeah. Now you could say whatever you want, and even way beyond what those well, guys are. I don't want to diss the young
2: comedians, but, you know, you got to put your time in mm-hmm. first for me to check you out. There's a lot of funny guys, but, you know, you guys, you all sound the same. You know, you all sound the same shit. Nobody come, no one comes with nothing different, mm-hmm. you know. I, you know, I, I don't know. I I look at myself. So I mean, I think there's some young comedians. There's no one out there that makes. Me, every time I see a guy, I say I think he's funny. But it takes time. It's it's how you mature into your craft. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's funny, but but you know, what do you become at the end? You know, at the end of a couple of years, are you what kind of comedian are you? Are you bitter? Mm-hmm. Are you racist? Are you? You know, what's your style? How long do you think it took you to find out what comic you wanted to do? It took be? me, man, it, I just figured figured that out maybe um, five years ago. Really? Really. I've been doing comedy since 87, mm-hmm. who I really was. You know, I got you know Mr. Cooper, and that took me for a while. Suddenly I was Barney. You know, I, I had a kid show, but I was a comedian, so I went through a lot of, you know, I'm from the hood, but I got this, I got this. So it was just, I, I went through a lot. Mm-hmm. So it took me, you know, maybe until five years I finally realized that I was funny, that I'm confident in what I do. Five years? Yeah, ago. I've been doing it since 87. And how long have you been headlining? I've been headlining. Well, you know, the comedy clubs wouldn't play me, wouldn't headline me, even though I was funnier than all the goddamn comedians out there. But, you know, comedy clubs like to play that game, or we don't want to headline him and all right. that bullshit, you know. So I come from the Punchline days. Oh, Punchline, San Francisco, they didn't want to headline me. Bob Sarlight, and all these dudes and <laughs> weak motherfuckers. Foxhole, I mean not the fox, but the fox. Whoever, the, the people who ran the comedy competition, you're a bunch of bullshit assholes, <laughs> you bitches. You and your wife, foxes, straight oh, bitches. My. That's right, your wife a bitch, you a bitch. <laughs> And so you guys should stop running the illegal comedy competition. (laughs) And you can see Mark Curry's new sitcom on Fox this weekend.
1: Sundays at 8 o'clock. We got another (laughs) chat. We got another chat
0: question. Uh, Yes. Laura says, uh, Loved you or loved hanging with Mr. Cooper. Are you
2: working on any other TV stuff? Yes. Yes, I am, because I saw Tim Allen come back. Mm-hmm. You know, in the new show. And I was praying. I, I, I watched the show like, yes, yes. Because his comeback is my comeback. Mm-hmm. In television, they seem to go with different people. If you, if I can't, you can't rap, you know, you can't get a job. You know, so <laughs> right. you got veterans like me who's funny, You who can't get a job. The people think you're older. Mm-hmm. You know, he did Mr. Cooper. He's too old. So half the people on TV don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. They, just, they just, they go with the the next funny person. They, they go with the same person who they think is funny instead mm. of looking like a guy like me, a veteran. Right. But I will come back to TV and I will have a hit show. I guarantee you on that.
1: And that was one thing I wanted to ask, too, is do you think, I mean, because Mr. Cooper was a very successful show, do you think that may kind of hurt your chances a little bit? Like, just because it was oh, like, a lot
2: of people were like, hey, that's Mr. Cooper. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely hurts my chances again. Hollywood. But just, was, like, you just narrow, like you brought up Tim Allen, just like you brought up Tim Allen. I mean, he was Tim the Toolman he Taylor. And they, the, but he came back. But he came back. And he wasn't too old. Mm-hmm. See, normally, just like they did Johnny Carson, Johnny Carson was, had a great show, Tonight's Show, but Jay Leno came and kind of took his show because they felt Johnny was too old, mm-hmm. even though he was perfect at what he did. Mm-hmm. So they think you're too old. They think you're over the hill. They think, you know, they try to get that new person. But I will be back on television. I guarantee you, as soon as my ass hit TV, I'll go number one again. I like that attitude. I, I believe it. Do you think that's a big, uh, big reason for your
1: success is the confidence? Um, you know, believing in yourself. I mean, because a lot of people they, they, they might hear they might hear what you're saying and go, oh, man, I don't know, he's kind of arrogant, but you're not. You're, no, just, you're just saying exactly what's going on.
2: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm being, I've, I've been hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been working hard. I've been worked at my craft. My goal was to become a good comedian. After Mr. Cooper, I felt I wasn't a good comedian. I felt I wasn't going out like I should, you know, fame had got to me. I wasn't hitting the road, I wasn't funny like mm-hmm. I I was knew I was funny. So, I would go out on the road, I'd get paid, I would do the show, but I, you know, you know, you're like, eh, man, they just laugh cuz I was Mr. Cooper." You say right. anything. But now I feel funny. Mm-hmm. And now I'm confident. Now I'm ready for another sitcom. Right. I'm 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 ready. And you got to be ready mentally. I'm ready to accept this. I'm ready to go on the road, do things the way I want to do. It. Right. I've been on this road a long time, and no one can take that from me. Right. And I feel I'm funny. You know.
1: Like when you when you actually are going for a sitcom, do you come up with the idea and pitch it, or does somebody say, "Hey, you'd be perfect
2: for this"? Yeah. Well, you know, it depends. Sometimes it depends on what the deal is. I mean, I could write it down. If they if they don't, if the networks don't like it. They, they ultimately want to do is use their writers. Mm. That's the main thing. But so you can create an idea, and their writer going to get to it and change it and put you know his two cent in so he can get his his, his money. Right. So it's kind of Unless you go, I go with a writer from the network, they don't like me and you go in and say, well, they don't, Who's going to write it? They like to have one of their guys. Right. So, what you want to do is hook up with the network, find out who they like, and you two write it and do it. Okay. You know. So, uh, we're getting ready to wrap up the show. Wrap this baby up. Um, but before we leave, <laughs> Awkward Silence 2.1. I got my man Gooch hanging with me. Okay. The, uh, you were saying, you. I thought you were saying you okay. can't rap. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that actually, it's, that actually that's better than 30% of the songs I hear nowadays. That's oh, right. You so you've uh, never seen this before on television. you never Keep seen going. it. Mmm. So, uh oh, uh oh, this is weird. <laughs> but it's all about goddamn ratings. He's gonna go out like the guy from Yeah. You don't see this on fucking CNN. You don't see this on CNN. Yeah, all of a sudden
1: he goes out like Suicide. David. Yeah, just don't go out like David Carradine, all right? Just
2: I know. Get, I know. David Carradine. Curry goes out with a dick blood. in his hand. We're like, oh. I know. David Carradine went out like a champion. Don't laugh at him. He came, He. I mean, he came, the moment of death, he was having an orgasm. He looks like they you found like, him uh, like this. You look
1: they like Fred from Scooby Doo with that
2: thing This is it. Like an ascot. All right. There's going to be somebody going to complain. There's always, I didn't like when he hung himself uh, at the end. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't really like that. Thank God you're tall. Go ahead and talk. Ahead. But, uh, <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. We, uh, before,
1: we, uh, before we get you out of here, we like to play a little game called Three Under 30. This is where we get to ask you, the guests, three questions in under 30 seconds. You just got to answer them under 30 seconds. You ready? Okay, go ahead. All right. Question
2: number one What is the capital of California? Capital of California got to be Compton because I see a lot of black people <laughs> moving around. <laughs> Compton. All right, we'll go with Compton. Fuck that, Compton. Compton, Compton. What... all right, yeah. hey, hey, look,
1: all right. Englewood is always no up to all no right. Uh Who delivered the Gettysburg Address?
2: You know it had to have been a black man. do <laughs> 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 oh, they, see, they don't, that's wrong. It was a lot of fighting, a lot of shit going on. Then white dude said, go get Henry. Henry was like, huh? <laughs> well, I got to do it. It was a brother. His name was Run. Okay. <laughs> and he ran. And DMC, was a, yeah. he was a campaign. And then the other
1: last question is, what is the second verse to Lionel Richie's Hello?
2: Second verse of Lionel Richie Hello was people, they, they blocked it out. It was like, uh, you know, <laughs> this is some really good. He was high when he did it. OK. So actually, it a good chance. Was it was the '70s. <laughs> say you, say me. <laughs> That's getting high in front of the bathroom. I'm so high, I feel like dancing on the ceiling. Wow, I could see the chick three times. Three times mm, the lady. He <laughs> was high. We ate <laughs> a brick house. Yeah, a brick house. <laughs> brick. Come on, he was high when he did. it. Well, Mark it. Curry, thank you very thank much you for very stopping much. by. Thank yeah. you very yeah. much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, he's getting out of here. I'm out. Yeah,
1: you can catch Mark Curry. He'll be headlining down at the Las Vegas Hilton tomorrow and Sunday, 10 o'clock are your show times. Exactly. <laughs> Mark Curry, be back next Friday, 12:30. For Awkward Silence 2.1, thank you very much. Awkward Silence
2: (laughs) 2.1.
1: Brandon Guchon. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: Oh, and don't forget to catch out the replay on Roku, iTunes, YouTube, and VegasVideoNetwork.com for the rest of the week. My name is Brandon Guchon. Thank you, Mark Curry. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.